Greetings only Tans. Today is Friday, December 23rd and yesterday, Thursday, December 22nd. We went live and we had Jay Metz come on. We talked for quite a while and we had an appearance also from Ben Shavar. We talked all about the latest in NBA Top Shot, what's going on with these holiday advertising promotions such as Top Shot Santa giving grails to people on Twitter that we're seeing and the packs that are going on, the locker room packs. We ripped a, we ripped a few locker room packs on stream, actually. So I hope you enjoy just getting a heads up on what's been going on over the last week. I also want to just remind you all that we have a sponsor for the show. It is BetUS. I do mention it inside the show as well, but if you go to BetUS, and the link is bit.ly slash tandy50 that's bit.ly slash tandy50 you will get $50 to play for free no risk on the bet us website so maybe you want to go make a crazy parlay for the nba christmas slate see if you can hit big again it's bit.ly slash tandy50 tandy50 please gamble responsibly make sure it's legal where you're at make sure you're of the legal gambling age and, and all that. So I hope you enjoy the show. I hope that uh, you all have a really wonderful holiday weekend and uh, be safe. Be safe. A lot of crazy drivers out there on the holiday weekend. So make sure you're safe and have fun with your families. And let's go and listen to these maniacs and myself talk about Top Shot. Let's jump right into it. Enjoy the show. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Nice to see you all on this Thursday, December 22nd. We are just a few days away from Christmas, or as my parents like to call it, Kronksmas. We did not celebrate Christmas growing up. Um, but you know what my favorite part about Christmas is? Besides the whole, you know, getting together with my wife's family and, and lighting the tree and all that stuff. My favorite part is when you go back to like the shopping areas and they're not playing Christmas music anymore. Yeah, that's my favorite part of Christmas. But hello to everybody in the chat. Hello, Mac and Wilder and Captain C-Note and To The House and Ryan. And who else we got here? Airplane Mode and Poker Pro Eric. And yeah, I think I think we got everyone in the chat right now. To The House well. Did I say that? I don't know. But nice to see you all. And thank you for all being together. Uh, you're probably having a pretty slow work week. And you're just getting ready to hang out, eat a lot of food, maybe open some presents Hopefully some of the only tans in the chat were lucky enough to get some of the presents from Santa, from Top Shot, the Santa account. I know that I sent a lot of moments to that account, hoping to get back Roham's collection. And there's Budavane as well. Um, so yeah, we have Jay in the back room. And also, if you guys don't know, right now the locker room packs are live. So hopefully you've done a little bit of trading in with all that flotsam and jetsam dollar and two dollar moments and you want to go rip some packs the nice thing 
that this time is the packs are slightly better. Last time you had a 1% chance at an S1 moment. This time you have a 1% chance at an S1 moment, but you also have a 0.5% chance at a rare and a 0.5% chance of something else that's somewhat decent, I can't recall. But those are live. So if you want to go get in that queue, I joined that queue and there was about just over a thousand people in that queue. So won't take him that long to, to get it packed. Won't take you that long. So we do have uh, several things we can talk about though today. Uh, the FOMO, of course, watching everyone else rip open or receive wonderful moments, of course, and other things too. So you guys can fill up that chat. Let me know what you want to talk about. I know that my guest, Jay, definitely has some things he'd like to talk about. And so let's do it. But, but right before that, I see that someone just mentioned Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah, Poker Pro Eric is telling us $250 million bond. And this beautiful face is no longer being held against his will. He's now a free man until I guess he gets prosecuted again. I don't really know. But yeah, craziness shows you how shisty it is out there but anyhow let's bring in jay let's see which video are we gonna give him let's give him good old uh joe exotic i am never gonna financially recover from this <laughs> what's up tandy what is going on jay thank you for being here how, how are you doing are you looking forward to christmas I'm good. Uh, as you know, uh, I'm Jewish, as are you. Um, but my wife is Christian, as is yours. Um, so, you know, we do a little celebrating of both. When I was growing up, what we called Christmas in my house was um, Chinese food takeout day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as we Jews do, we, we frequently had Chinese food, I think, every Christmas for a while there. And then when I got older, I, I discovered this thing called Thai food. I don't know if you're familiar with Thai food, um, but my God, is it better than Chinese food. I could never, you couldn't pay me to eat that shit again. Thai food yeah. is where it's at, man. I do. I do enjoy Thai food. And I actually went to Thailand and I would eat that like a green mango salad with a spicy. Mm. Oh man. Incredible. It's delicious. It's delicious. But, but yeah, I think it's, it's always nice to have holidays. I, I hate them to an extent, but I also love them because it's an opportunity to reset and, uh, you know, uh, figure out what you want to do next. In some ways, it's almost kind of like what sports are for men where it's like a, a, a yearly event yeah. that you know is coming and you can yeah. kind of like set your mind to it, your internal clock. It's kind of nice that way. That's what's nice about yeah. having like those kind of traditions, I'd say. Yeah, traditions uh, are nice. Traditions are nice. Yeah, Budavain agrees, Thai food rocks. Traditions are nice, but as I, as I alluded to earlier, the only part about traditions that I can't stand on, on Christmas, in Christmas, and here in this country where I am, in Portugal, people still go to shopping malls. I know that Jeff Bezos is basically killed the shopping mall in the United mm, States. I, I think the, the death of the shopping mall has been a little bit uh, exaggerated. Come, come holiday time, those places are packed all across the country. All right. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But the, my best purchase of all time were basically Bluetooth earbuds that I make sure I have in my pocket whenever I go to the mall so I mm. don't have to hear Mariah Carey sing that song, mm. All I Want for Christmas, because I'd rather ram my head through a glass window than probably hear that song again. Understood. Okay, let me give you a different hypothetical. Would you rather sure. listen to the Mariah Carey Christmas song or would you rather listen to the NBA Top Shot pack opening music? Oh, man, that is a tough one. Mm -hmm. That is a tough one. See that what is I'm saying? Like, uh... <laughs> I really don't know. That's, that is a very difficult 
question. Um, not easy. I mean, if I'm opening a pack, I would. I, I don't mind listening to that droning music. But is that right? It's walk. I, I think so. I mean, if okay. you have like a, a really great pack, no. then maybe you would stomach listening to that music. Whereas if I had to mm-hmm. now listen to Mariah Carey sing, yeah. "All I Want for Christmas Is You," while I answer, while I rip open a pack, I think I'd be exponentially more upset. I don't know. I mean, I think it's worth trying. Anything's worth trying at this point. All right. Well, maybe yeah. we should try it. And yeah. Coca Pro saying Mariah Carey makes six million dollars per year every every Christmas that comes around. Yeah, Nobody is doubting cool. Mariah Carey's ability to make money. By the way, man, when I was a kid, I I loved Mariah Carey. Like I was in love with her. Did you she's not? Be- have she's that a beautiful woman. Her? I mean, she's beautiful. still a beautiful woman. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, Mariah Carey's <laughs> no joke. Yeah. Um, are you lining up for these locker room packs? Yeah, uh, I I think I traded in about a hundred. Um, $1 moments over the last several days. So I guess that entitles me to rip 25 locker packs. So that is the plan. I mean, I've been ripping locker packs the whole time. I mean, I I don't like that Top Shot is essentially a gambling platform, a scratch-off lottery ticket platform, but but it is. Um, And, you know, I don't really go to casinos anymore. Uh, I used to go fairly frequently. So I think for the most part, I've just pivoted my focus and um, accepted the fact that um, Top Shot is where I gamble. Um, and lose as I used to in the casinos. I, I very rarely, I think the only time I ever won big at the casino, uh, true story, I think it was shit, maybe six ish years ago, uh, in Atlantic City. No, I think it was Vegas. Yeah, we were in Vegas. Um, and I was gambling, you know, losing blackjack as usual, losing poker as usual. Um, and I'm walking around the casino with my wife late at night and I spot what looks like dollar bills on the floor of the casino. Uh, and I'm like looking around, making sure nobody else sees what I see. And I walk over, I put my foot on top of it as you do. Uh, and you know, looked around again, nobody there reached down without even looking, picked it up. And I was like, Oh wow, there's like a decent number of dollar bills here. Just kind of put it in my pocket. And then I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like just in case, like somebody's looking for this. And uh, I go up to my wife and I'm like, hey, we, we got to go. She's, she's not understanding. Uh, like we, we just have to go. I don't feel well. We just have to go back to our hotel. Um, we were in a different casino from where we were staying. Anyway, long story short, we we kind of escaped me very fast, her not knowing anything was up. We got to the hotel. I go right to my bathroom in our hotel room, uh, open up my pocket. There's like $3,600 uh, in in hundreds in my pocket. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, is this drug money? Is this, you know, whatever? <laughs> um, and yeah, that that that's, I think, the only time I ever actually won big at a casino. And it was basically by um, picking up money off the floor. That sounds about right. Did yeah. you gamble at all when you went to the summer league? When I went to the summer league? Oh, did I gamble at all? Um, I, yeah, yeah, we did. We gambled a little bit, but I was pretty busy. I actually had a lot of work uh, that I was doing out there in addition to the, the top shot stuff. So I didn't have that much opportunity to gamble, but yeah, we, we gambled a tiny bit. Yeah. I, my story about going to Vegas actually was one of the first times I went. Um, so I used to play poker like everyone else on Top Shot, you have to yeah. play, you have to either be a poker player or a top golf aficionado. That's right. And um, so I used to play online poker. I, I wasn't any really that special, you know, just kind of like a, what's it called? Kind of like a tight player, they would say. You have loose players, mm-hmm. tight players, and just kind of wait for the nuts and, and play your hand. And uh, you I kind of went on our nuts. That's, this is poker terminology. Don't get too oh, okay. excited. So you were tight and you were waiting for the nuts. <laughs> I know you like saying. I, well, I don't like it that. actually. No, I don't like any bit of it, but continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so basically my theory was I would go to the casino later at night 
when all the drunks would, would leave the bar or the, the drunks were sitting there all night and just playing. And I would just play versus the drunks. And then I'd go to sleep at like 11 in the morning, but I would have been up the whole night just playing poker against drunk people. And I def- I think I made like a couple grand or something like that, okay. but that was a fun, that was a fun time. Um, so anyway, how many of you exactly knit Matt, Matt knows I was playing like a knit. How many of you in the chat, let me know what your queue number was. Uh, I know that when I joined, it was like 1,064. Where Do you know where you were? It's going uh, fast. Joined? Yeah, I was like 1,100-ish. I joined maybe a okay. few minutes after four, and it's, it's now like 257. So it's going pretty fast. All right. Yeah. Do you think that – the, the, the flow blockchain, man, is, is the best blockchain around. It goes real the fast. flow blockchain, yeah. What, what can you say? I mean, the price of the token might be headed to who knows how low, but the, yeah. the, the blockchain itself seems it to works. be fast. It works. It works. It, it makes me wonder, like so many of the things that that Top Shot does, why are they not doing it on chain? You know, like I know we'll get into things like the, the secret Santa program and stuff like when when a randomizer is used and collectors are chosen at, supposedly at random to receive certain things. Why is that not being done transparently on the blockchain? Isn't that an amazing use case for um, the most scalable um, blockchain on the planet? It's strange. Anyway. Well, I mean, we can talk about that if you want to. Um, I'm curious. My thoughts on that is that it's con- it's not it's not 100 random. That's why it's kind you of like think? no. I think it's. I also think that maybe there might be reasons that you don't want it to be 100 random because yeah. really what you would want most is you'd want to reward people who are active. You know, but that's not how, how many, like, that's not how many, like, dormant, Think how many dormant accounts there are. Yeah, and things like that. You don't want to be gifting, and just don't KB put them in the randomizer. Running. If that's the rule, yeah. but but I think you have to. No matter what, you want to set the criteria up front. You want to be a hundred percent transparent on what are the criteria. If you don't want to reward dormant accounts, that's fine. Just announce that. But if I'm remembering correctly, when they did the uh, the All Star passes, those things that thirty thousand um, dollar passes that give you access to you know All Star weekend festivities um, for what is it? 10 years. I think I can't remember the exact timeline. I think the dude that won like had like one moment in his top shot account, right? Like he wasn't an active user at all. And there was a whole conspiracy around, is he a relative or a friend of somebody who works at the company? You know, we've had plenty of, um, you know, amazing pack pulls, you know, legendary moments from people who weren't real, uh, you know, active as collectors. Um, so I don't think they're going out of their way to, reward quote-unquote real collectors uh, or to punish non-collectors or dormant accounts Um, so if that's not the case if those aren't the criteria then why wouldn't they want 100 percent transparency when it comes to rewarding um you know thousand dollar prizes to people that that you know presumably they say is is completely random it's very 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 weird to me it's almost like um you know the the randomizer you know the, the q randomizer the pack randomizer um, you know, they haven't had any third parties uh, audit that stuff either and share those reports with with the community. And I know for, for almost two years now, there's been this desperate cry for transparency. And, you know, they have the power of, of the most scalable blockchain on the planet. They've, they've ha- had more wallets and accounts than any other blockchain. They've processed more transactions. Um, it's uh, it's impenetrable from what we've been told. Um, it's just it's just a head scratcher that they're not tapping into the full potential of the blockchain to um, to appease any of those concerns about 
uh, what's random and what's not random and, and, you know, what's up to chance and what's not, I don't know. It, it's just weird. I would, I think that a lot of people probably would feel pretty good to be able to see inside the randomizer and, or, or just have, because what they actually used to do is when they'd have packs, I don't know if you recall this, but on the discord, they'd have pack drops. And I think this was after like the random, when the randomizer did have its issues. And then they would show you like, here's how the breakdown worked. Like here's the people that got rares, where they were in the queue, how long they, like they gave you a lot of that kind of data after the fact. So I wonder if any of this would be, would it be possible to see that kind of stuff after the fact? Because they might, they might have their own security reasons that they can't show you everything. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm sure there's some kind of compromise that could be made. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but it's pretty cool, right? I mean, it's pretty cool to open up the timeline and see um, all these good people that we've gotten to know and, and love in the community um, wake up to these incredible gifts from um, Santa Sean. Uh, I think uh, I think he's doing a, a really great job of, you know, going through people's wish lists. I'm assuming it's a manual process. I don't know if if you can automate that or maybe they have, um, but I think it's really nice. Like you know, Knicks fans getting legendary Knicks moments, the first legendaries that they've had. People who are you know wanting to get into the Nine Lives Lounge getting gifted the, the Lamello. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I've seen Steph series one, I've seen like Tatum debuts. Um, and I, I think there's a lot more to come. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very cool to see collectors um, be rewarded in, in such a generous fashion. Um, I hope nobody out there is like, you know, demanding that there's some kind of accountability to see how certain people are being chosen and how, others aren't being chosen and, and we can all just appreciate it for the, the generous, uh, amazing gift it is. Well, that's fair. That sounds like two different, uh, coming at it from two different angles there. You want yeah. to see the blockchain, you want to see the, the back end, but you also want it to be, I always want like to see that. the back end. Come on. You want it to be a rant of sort of rate, but you also appreciate that it could be sort of hand selected, etc. But I will say that the, the one that I can't imagine, well, I guess it, you never can never say never, but, the the one for one the santa trade-in like that should be completely random um, yeah because those are literally active people sending in moments 100 percent. and there's like fifty-five thousand of them that are going to yeah. be uh gone back and forth so That's that crazy. one would be like a nice opportunity to do kind of what you've asked for i, would I guarantee there are some people who literally sent a thousand moments into the santa account and they're just gonna play the numbers and odds are i i guess something good uh, will come. I didn't quite understand what they were doing at first. I thought it was like gift one thing and you get one thing back. And I, 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 I asked for clarity a few different times and I finally got it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I mean, I guess the, the, the questionable part is it can't be fully one-to-one, right? Because some people who, you know, uh, gift in their own moments, inevitably it's not going to be another collector's moment that gets sent back to them. It's going to be, something that, you know, the Top Shot staff procures um, and, and puts into the pot. So there's more going in than coming out. So again, the question then becomes like, how is it determined what is going out and what is kind of staying in, in maybe a locker room setting or being burned? Like, is that a manual process? Um, so all these things are, are intended to be good, right? Like they're doing all these things to give back to the community, to show love, to reward people, surprise and delight, which I'm super fan of. But every time you, you kind of open up one of these cans of worms, you know, I think 
inquiring minds want to know, like, where does the manual process stop and the automated process begin? Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. And like, I think what recently with the NFL all day um, immaculate reception drop, like somebody who pulled an ultimate in, you know, the, the last big drop, they pulled another ultimate again. And then there's questions about how does these, how do these randomizers work? Like do the randomizers look for patterns or are they um, purely um, uh, objective? Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it, it fucks with your mind a little bit. Like the more you kind of dig in and try to understand the more uh, I think questions go unanswered, but I think we accept it for what it is. And, you know, some people are going to come out of this with some really dope prizes and, you know, you gotta love that. Am I here or am I gone? I don't know if I'm here or if Tandy's here or if my shit sent me out. Somebody in the comments, tell me if I'm here. <laughs> you hear me? Okay, good. So I don't know where Tandy went. Um, it, it's real sad. I don't know if I said something offensive to him or if uh, they lost power in Portugal. Um, but in the meantime, somebody in the chat, what, what do you guys want to talk about? A ask, ask a question. What are you excited about? What are you concerned about? Uh, hit me with your best shot and let me see what I got. <laughs> I don't do impersonations. What you see is what you get with me, Budavane. I, I am what I am. Are we burning enough in S4? I don't, I don't know if it matters. Uh, you know, I think that the whole promise of net neutral, um, I, I was, I was always kind of dubious and, and curious why they were even going down that path. Tandy, don't worry. I got this. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think the, the burning of, of worthless commons is important. Um, so yeah, I don't get it. Am I going, I'm going to be in Miami, Ryan. Uh, so if you're in, in Miami, I'd love to meet you there. Um, how does Paulers make a comeback? Oh man, that that's a that's another story for another day. What I will tell you is, I love I love that community. Uh, I love what that brand could have been. Um, I, I saw today actually for the first time that um, that Hoodlums is extracting itself from Sturdy Exchange, which I think is probably good. I love the guys at Sturdy, um, but I think the business that they're looking to build is different than um, the mandate of having to own a brand and build it day in and day out. I think the same is true probably for the guys at NFT Genius. They want to be a marketplace company. Uh, whether you think Gaia is a, is a quality marketplace or not, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But um, I think they should probably divest themselves of the Ballers brand at this point um, and get it into the hands of, of people who are qualified to build brands and passionate about building brands, uh, willing to put in the resources, hire the right people, um, not, uh, you know, focus on, using it as an opportunity, you know, to perhaps raise money to build other business ventures. Um, because, you know, I think building a brand is really hard. Um, it, it takes full-time commitment, full-time focus. It takes people who have um, the capability to actually do what needs to be done. Um, and I think, listen, you know, two years in, uh, that brand um, has been declining since the day it launched, which is sad, um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. Tandy, are you are you gone or did you leave again? Uh, my my internet's really crapping out. I might have to actually go like unplug and replug. Uh, so let's see how long I can last here good. on this on this internet. 
That's um, okay. But okay, so <laughs> am I coming in all right? You're here. Yeah, me? you're good, man. You're good. All right, cool. All right, well, let's let's uh, let's keep talking here. We have um, we can we can actually look at the John Boy Beats thing if you want to look at that. Oh, although John, I did want to start thread? with more like, yeah, I wanted to start with more positive positivity. Yeah, because I don't be think positive. this thread is very positive. <laughs> uh, but I think we I think we are kind of positive, right? I yeah. feel like I'm on a lag. This internet's no good. Just keep going, Tandy. Just keep going. It, it won't be as bad as right. as the last stream we did together, no matter what happens. Well, that's true. Um, all right, let's see. The tab is right here. Okay, so here we go. Um, this is John Boy Beats. Every week he puts out some numbers on how we're looking net neutral wise, just supply wise, etc. And I, I think this must be a little bit of sarcasm, but he says an absolute masterclass put on by NBA Top Shot this week, plus 350,000 net moments in circulation. One one and a half million dollars in pack revenue, only eighteen thousand moments burned, and eight thousand sent to the locker room. And meanwhile, sixty percent of rares are minus net less than fifty dollars now, and three hundred fifty-five moments sit idle at a dollar floor. But the buyers and secondary marketplace are constant, so fire away. Um, <laughs> so red is bad. I mean, yeah. the, all this stuff is like a little too data centric for me. I, yeah. I'm more of like a visual and kind of I don't know. I like to hear things in more in like stories, but yeah. uh, this is a lot of red across the board. Um, he got into it with Disruptor over here, this guy. Disruptor? And... Is that Shark? Or is that a different guy? Yeah, I, I think he has two accounts. Okay. I yeah. think the guy has Captain eight of the accounts. pirate ship. Okay. Eight accounts. <laughs> yeah. He's a top 0.1 percenter though. So there Everybody go. is. I, I love when I still see that in people's <laughs> fucking bios. When I, with, the first time I saw that, that I was 0.1, I was like, holy shit, this is cool. Like I didn't even realize I was that big of a collector. And then it turned out everybody is in the top 0.1% because I guess back in the day, right? Like Dingling and, and, and Andrew and those guys, like they all had like a hundred accounts or whatever. Um, and then 99 of them eventually went, dormant when uh, when they stopped multi-accounting and they just kind of brought all their stuff from all their and like whale vault like all those early adopters had like a thousand accounts or whatever so like in theory there's like millions of fucking accounts in practice everybody knows there's like four thousand five thousand um actual users so like everybody's in the 0.1 percent i think i think it's time december 22nd 2022 to take it out of our bios let's do that yeah um, that, that can yeah. be our new year's resolution as a community i think anyway, that's fair um, so so rare Sal is asking me if it's true. It's true. Whatever whatever you're asking, it's true. Uh, so <laughs> oh, PPE said ninety percent of accounts have been inactive for a year. Well, yeah, uh, clearly, I think it's way more than ninety percent. But I think for the most part, it's a lots of early adopters had a ton of accounts. That's how they accumulated so much stuff. Um, and and B, you know, everybody who came during the crypto rush who was making money on this thing, you know, they've all kind of pieced out, but they obviously still have accounts. A lot of them still have stuff in their accounts. Um, I've met executives like literally over the last week from a variety of companies like, oh, yeah, I, I had a top shot account. I have stuff in my account. They haven't looked at it in like a year and a half. Um, so that's just how it goes. I haven't looked at my candy account in like a year, but I have plenty of stuff in there. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, my tops wooden coins on uh, wax. There you I think go. I bought some other things on wax too. I haven't looked at that as at all as either. Um, but I think yeah. the long and short of it here is just uh, basically so far the net neutral type of uh, promise or wording that we were hearing before series four is not happening thus far. 
And we're all kind of wondering what that means or if like the, like, cause we know they, they're applying the locked moments toward net neutral, which I don't know how you feel about that one. I don't love it because those are going to get unlocked one day. And I also don't know if the burning of the unreleased stuff counts towards net neutral. I would also hope that is not the case. Um, but we haven't had a whole lot of conversation around that as of late. It seems like as of late, as Ben also alluded to the last week, uh, it's basically like, look, we're, you're going to get a lot of packs. You're going to get a lot of moments on the marketplace. And this supply thing isn't going to be fixed anytime soon. And I, I, I think that when you take a look at the marketplace, when you take a look at what, how many how many moments are sitting at like a dollar, two dollars, mostly dollar, honestly. A lot of moments can be had for a dollar right now. It almost feels like when they told us a year and a half ago that commons are meant to be common, collect what you love. This is like what they meant. They meant to like collect because you just liked it and there was no financial incentive. And it was just collecting because you wanted to fill your sticker book up with the, with the stickers that meant the most to you. Yeah, and yet and yet they still maintained that, um, that that they were going to tweet whenever there was you know a big sale. Um, I know they, they played they, both sides. They, they played, played both sides. sides. Yeah, yeah, really well. I, here's the here's the deal, and I, I've kind of become a broken record on this, and I think I'm in the minority. Um, like this is one of the the core areas that I'm not uh, as um, as angry at, at Dapper. I don't think supply is the problem. I don't think supply has ever been the problem. I think demand is the problem i think there's such a small number of people a who are aware of what top shot is b who understand what top shot actually is trying to do and c genuinely give a fat fuck about digital collectibles it's still a very small universe of people um i think the real problem is that top shot hasn't found a way to become part of the culture that the top shot brand is not cool and there's a variety of reasons for that that it hasn't become part of um, the, the basketball nomenclature that when people see highlights in games, they don't think of it as something that should be encapsulated in a top shot moment like that. That moment hasn't happened. No pun intended. It, it hasn't struck a chord culturally. I also don't think, um, you know, that the people who have been in the ecosystem are out there advocating for it. I think so many people feel burned. And, you know, that that's one of the things that us, you know, we're not early adopters, but those of us who joined in February, a lot of us, you know, were screaming for the longest time. You need to cater to the current people who are on the platform. You need to cater to the base. You need them to trust you. You need them to love you. You need them to evangelize for you. Don't go out there and try to do all this customer acquisition at the expense of your current customers. Make your current customers the biggest brand ambassadors you could ever imagine. And they went the opposite way for so long and so hard. And they were out there on social media, um, you know, putting down their customers, arguing with their customers, telling their customers that, they were making bad trading decisions and they should cry into a pillow and that everything bad that was happening was either their fault or the macro and they wouldn't take responsibility. And when you ignore or alienate or actually fight with your base, you can never expect them to be out there evangelizing for you. Um, and, and yeah, I think bottom line, <laughs> there's no fucking demand. So, you know, if, if there was 10x demand or if there was 100x demand or if there was 1000x demand commensurate with the universe of people who fucking love basketball then the supply wouldn't matter for shit yeah commons would still be a buck or two bucks or five bucks but the shit at the top that everybody should can you know presumably care about people would be killing each other to get their hands on that stuff 
The demand is the problem. The supply is not the problem. I don't give a shit about net neutral. I don't care about propping up dollar moments. Um, there's just not enough demand. And the demand that is here, it's people who are trying to extract, trying to make a buck, trying to recover their massive losses, trying to win the game, trying to strike it rich in the lottery, the scratch off ticket. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just fucking not working. Um, and I know we're trying to be positive, but yeah, yeah, I'm still talking, Ben. Go fuck yourself. Go ahead, Tandy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, again, it's like there was this, uh, uh, they alluded to a big marketing spend in series four. Um, I truly hope that's going to happen. I don't know if the fact that they had to lay off a bunch of people and, you know, that kind of thing. And and obviously the demand, like you're saying, is not what it was. I don't know if that's going to affect this or if they already had that sort of sitting on millions of dollars to use for marketing and they're going to do it either way. And they're just waiting for the app to come out. That's definitely at this point, I've probably that's hopeful thinking, wishful thinking. Um, but uh, that that is our best bet, I think, to try to get to try to get that demand. But no, you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. The brand isn't much. worthy of onboarding the masses to. Like you can't put the cart before the horse. Nobody even knows what Top Shot is right now. If Top that's Shot were to come out, for. no, that's that's what product is for. Clarify the product. Clarify the game. Clarify the user experience. How do you want people to experience this product? Why do people want these moments? What do the moments mean? Is there an underlying game that that the moments are used for? Get some clarity around what that game is. Get some predictability so that people understand what what it is. Is it it intended to be um, another form of uh, memorabilia? Like, does, does provenance matter? Does it matter when you got something or how you got something or who you got it from? Like, all of the things that the blockchain presumably allow for, none of it is being used in the core product experience. Um, is it supposed to transport you to a moment in time you know, that, that uh, is near and dear to your heart as a basketball fan? There's no game audio. There's no context in the moments themselves. You can watch them. You have no idea when it happened, why it happened, why this moment was important. Like it, it's, it's all missing. So cart before the horse. Like, yeah, it would be great if we had a million users, but like, what is the core product experience? It, it's still just this kind of daily um, uh, Frankenstein uh, flash challenge game. Like that, that's the product experience outside of um, buying packs and, and playing the lotto. Um, so, you know, it, they, haven't, they haven't built up their product to the point where people can proudly show off their collection where people can trade easily with friends in a frictionless way. Like there's so much left to be desired within the product itself, if, if it truly is supposed to be this generational um, kind of collector ecosystem, um, I just don't think the product is ready to onboard the masses. I don't think it's cool enough um, for the masses to want to come in and you only get one shot, you know, as the old adage says. So yeah, I'd be really wary of spending $50 million to onboard people to a product that isn't ready for prime time yet. Again, as we've been saying for a long time, I would have used that money or at some some charity, um, to to build up the current base and make people feel like am I gone? I don't know if that's me or if that's are you, you gone? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I, I don't know. This, this, this Somebody shows, yeah, it's a serious. Be in the chat. Tell me if you uh, hear me. Hold on. Let's let's do a little technical difficulties. Here we go. Okay, looks like he's about to take a shit. I don't know if it's now one of Jay's connection or my connection. 
Um, okay, so uh, I th hopefully we're good now. Uh, you look all blocky. I don't know if that's me or you. All right, Jay, I think Jay lost his connection. So we'll give Jay a breather. Uh, but, you know, I, I, Jay makes a good point, though, which is that if the product is confusing, if the game is confusing, if the supply isn't really uh, the right the right for for various reasons, and people go and they're a first-time user and they see 100 different LeBron James and 100 different Giannis's and they can't quite understand why they should buy one or the other, then then that is true. Uh, but then the question is, well, how are we going to get there? How long is it going to take us to get there? Like, are we going to be talking about this for another year, two years, until that's all really nice and ironed out? That's definitely a, a concern of mine. And that's why, even if they don't dump all $50 million, if they are going to spend $50 million, then perhaps it's a smaller portion of that. And I do think that they're making baby steps, or not even, but they're making steps in that they are um, sponsoring certain podcasts, which is nice to see. Uh, no dunks, we saw that. So I know they're doing no dunks. I think they're doing another one. They're going to add more to that. So it's like step by step. But it, but Jay Jay is right when he says um, I'll give him I'll give him some credit that he is right that it that there are parts of the product that need to be fixed also. Um, so Jay on his awful connection is back. But you know what? I'm going to take one second to just. Shill just for a second. Let's get a little shilling music. Oh, look at that music. That's different. Yeah. All right. All right. So, what time? Shill time. I want to shill. Bet US to you again. This is Bet US, and they are very kind to continually be a supporter of the show. And if you go to bit.ly slash tandy50, this music might be a little loud. Again, bit.ly slash Tandy50. You'll get 50 free bucks to bet at BetUS. So maybe you want to bet on the NBA games that are going to happen over at Christmas. Maybe you want to try to flip this 50 into 500. Who knows? You probably do have to flip it over a few times before you can take it out. But point is, free $50, no deposit needed bit.ly slash Tandy50 will get you $53 and you will be supporting the stream and I will love you forever. I will love you long time if you go to bit.ly slash Tandy50. Okay, so that is the shill read. And I did see, by the way, that a couple of you even deposited. So that is very, very helpful. And we'll keep it, keep this as an offer that stays and doesn't go away. That's what we want. All right. So there's your shill read for bet us and Jay is back. So let's bring Jay. All right. Jay. The, today is just the technical difficulty show. That's okay. It just happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I know, I know you guys spend a, a lot of your, uh, you know, free time with us here and, and you value what we have to say. So on behalf of Tandy and myself, we're, we're very apologetic that our internet uh, service isn't cooperating today. Um, so, so rare Sal asks, what's the reason for wanting anything top shot related? <laughs> Please explain to me. Well, so rare Sal, the same reason that you'd want to collect on so rare, you know, you believe in the platform and uh, you see the vision. I mean, how are you feeling, Jay? Because like, like I was referring to earlier about 
how the you no, know, no, the marketplace is in a really, really rough spot. And especially, yeah. I think Alexa was, was talking about this in the beginning where he really didn't want lower circulation mints. And he may have been onto something because I and others were saying only mint to customer demand. Um, and actually that might still have been the case because what happened was we minted to now 16K commons, which is yeah. still above customer command demand because customers are buying 15, 30, 45 packs at a time. And, um, and at the same time, it's making the older stuff not valuable because it's like, oh, series two, 15K, that's 15K circulation. Now it's 16K circulation. It's basically the same thing. That's and there's part just of it. so much of it, right? I think the bigger issue is, and it's been this way for a long time, most people who come into the platform are not even looking at Top Shot moments as collectibles. They're not buying for the long term. They're not buying to hold it because they think that they're going to appreciate in value. Like you do trading cards or autograph memorabilia or game-worn jerseys or, or any of these other kind of proven collectibles that have um, have attracted a certain audience. Um, people who, for the most part, the majority of people I think who buy on Top Shot and have bought on Top Shot over the last, let's say, year and a half, they're buying to predict against what the market maker is going to do next, right? It, it's very speculative. People buy for challenges. They buy because they think something may pump in one of these flash challenges. Uh, they buy because they're predicting that because Dapper did something three months ago that they're going to do the same thing next time. Um, it, it's a game, right? And I think we have to be honest with ourselves that it's a game by design, right? Like these are the guys that brought us crypto kitties, right? And like um, that was a game. Like they're they're game makers. I don't know if they're very good game makers, but they make games. Um, I don't know if they ever created this thing to be a genuine collectibles platform, right? When we joined the pitch was it's the stock market of the NBA before that. And after that, for a, a short time, the pitch was we're building this hardcore thing and you're buying these tokens to play the game. Um, so I think, you know, there's, um, there, there's dissension among probably the team over there, as well as uh, among the collector base about, is this really a collectibles platform? And if so, what does that mean? Or, is this kind of a, a gimmicky game platform? And you're really only buying tokens, not because you care about them or want to keep them uh, or see them appreciating in value over the long term, perhaps, um, but rather because they're tokens in a game that somebody else may pay you more for in 20 minutes or tomorrow or in two days when the next gimmicky game is announced that you think you have the inside track on what it's going to be. Um, so, you know, it, it's like anything else. It's hard to be all things to all people. Um, I think they've tried to do that for far too long um, and they're continuing to do it. And again, I think things like that are more the problem uh, rather than there's too much stuff um, because, you know, there, there's too much stuff in, in a lot of um, markets, but inevitably the cream rises to the top and people who appreciate that market for what it is, they're going to want to get their hands on the scarcest, most special, most meaningful stuff. That doesn't really happen in Top Shot right now because I, I would say 98% of the current user base and the, the user base to date, many of whom have left, have just seen it as a gimmicky game, a, you know, a, a flipping kind of game um, where they can get something and then pawn it off on the next schmuck for more money because they think they know how the game is going to be played. That's what it is. Let's just fucking be honest with ourselves and stop running around in circles and blaming net neutral and all this other bullshit and the fact that there's too many you know, unscarce common moments. That's not the problem. It's really not. Mm. Mm.
Oh, it looks, it looks like Ben's in the back room. He looks like, I think he's parked. He's in his car, but I think he's parked. I hope he's parked or else people are going to get upset. Um, but we, let's say hi to Ben. Let's see how he's doing. Uh, let me change the background here. There's Ben. What's up? What's up, fuckers? What's up? Hey, Ben. Fuckers. How are you doing? I'm driving, dude. Am I upsetting people? <laughs> you, you did very Wait, are much Are you talking and driving at the same time? Yeah. Do you think that uh, people in this space would be upset easily? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has to go to therapy just thinking about it. <laughs> Man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pissed at Top Shot. I'm pissed at Dapper. What about you guys? What, I'm what pissed. are you pissed off about? You're, ben, you're supposed to start happy, remember? We I know, go, but fuck that shit. No, fuck that shit. I'm pissed. They fucking rugged us. <laughs> they continue to rug us. And ben, then are you driving people... drunk? <laughs> That's the bigger concern. That's the bigger concern. You're like, you're, I'm you not, seem a little loosey goosey right now. Uh, no, I'm just coming. I'm just not hiding anymore. Right now, I'm oh, pissed. Bringing the fire. Right, what are you pissed about? I, we, we just keep getting fucking rugged, man. We keep getting fucking rugged. How many what? times are we going to take it up the fucking ass before we do something about it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, oh, honestly, what? it's enough. Huh? Is this something new that's happened that you're net that, neutral, you're... net neutral supply, and then they released 100,000 packs? I mean, come on. We keep getting fucked. And then we keep lining up, and then we keep getting dumb fucks in the community being like, oh, well, actually, I really think blah, 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 blah. I mean, be fucking real with yourself, man. If you like the product because you think it's cool and you like to open packs, that's great. But be fucking real with yourself. They are fucking you financially. Uh, I think, here, here's I where think I again, it's Yeah, go ahead, Jake. Give go the ahead. positive spin. Can, can we give a little okay. simp video before you go? How'd you guys, how'd you guys, was that good for you guys? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I think people are a little <laughs> shocked right now, but Jay's about to simp, so let's let's set him up. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. Let's simp. And then don't okay. get me started on the fucking <laughs> random holiday gifts. Oh yeah, we're just gonna pick these people. Get why do they get grails? Because they were nice to you. Like, what about the people that have spent $100,000 on this platform? Where's their gifts? But but maybe because they didn't lick your ball sack, they didn't get anything? That's horseshit. That's not a right way to run a business. For um, fuck's sake. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Sorry, Sim. <laughs> Honestly, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> but here, here's, what, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm not angry. Uh, that might be a surprise to you. I think Shock. At, at, a, at a certain point, I mean, I'm angry, like in life. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. Just not right now. I'm not angry because at a certain point, like people are who you thought they were, right? Like you, you have to accept reality for what it is. I think oftentimes in our society, we find ourselves not believing the thing that we see every fucking minute of every day. And because we think that something could or should be different, that it's suddenly going to become the way we want it to be, even though reality is staring us right in the face. So I say that because I, I don't think you can be mad at somebody for being who they are. If you have a dog and every time you put your finger near its mouth, it bites you and you're like, stop fucking biting me. It's going to keep biting you because that's just what that dog does. Unless you go through therapy and training and, and you, know, you, 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 you help that dog behave in a different way. Jay, don't you know the, the scorpion and the frog? Don't you know that that tale of the scorpion and the frog? Do they fuck each other? Maybe in your version. 
Uh, <laughs> you don't know that story? Dude, that's the one where the frog licks the scorpion's ball sack, right? Mm, that's ben, again, that's Ben's ver that's okay. Ben's version. But you know what, Jay? One thing I yeah. would interject is you're right. Ultimately, it's on us because we keep yeah. falling for it. But here's my point: they're yeah. preying on us. They're preying on us because we love basketball. Right. At one point, we love their product. So they keep sending out the fishing lines and they keep luring us back in with promises. Right. Buyer beware, brother. Buyer beware. Buyer beware. Point, You're right. You know, we, we live in this fucking woke society where we all blame everybody else for our problems. At some point, you've got to man up and take personal responsibility. It's I can't fact. do that. I got to, I want to blame <laughs> others. Ben can't all do it. Do. I think it's human nature. <laughs> I honestly do. It's really, really, really it's hard. It's fault, bro. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing is you're not wrong. I mean, preying on desperate people has has been en vogue, you know, time immemorial. Right. From from the beginning of time, there have been businesses, people, shady characters that prey on the desperate, uh, whether it's cigarette companies or alcohol companies or, or gambling uh, or, you know, luxury good products. You know, you know that that, you know, there's this whole thing in culture keeping up with the Joneses. Um, you, you put that bag in Rihanna's hands. You know, everybody wants to be like Rihanna. They're going to spend and, the money they don't have to buy that bag. And you know me, Jay, from knowing me personally, yeah. I'm, I'm a very desperate person. So it's just think, not a good combination. I think we all have a, a little bit of desperation within us. Um, mm -hmm. Not all, not all. Some people, you know, are, are, are good. Like they, they, they have like self-confidence and self-esteem, but most of us, we're just fucking pathetic schmucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I've been so Tandy. Candy, what is your take on all this? This fire that we're bringing and these criticisms we're levying. Is it Dapper's fault? Is it my fault for being a dumbass? Like, what is it? Um, I think everyone has some responsibility, actually. I don't, I don't think it's all on any one person. I, I think the, the, I mean, the thing that most people are, were, have been and continue to be most upset about is probably just like the supply, 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 that boring story of supply. Um, at this Stupid. point though, it's kind of like Stupid. what you said last week when we, when we talked is you kind of, you kind of know what you got yourself into at this point. And at this point they release the pack. They tell you what the percentage chance you have of getting what you want to get. You have a, like the locker room packs, you have a 1% chance at an S1. You have a half a percent. Chance you assume that the randomizer is truly random. Sure. You have to, you have to assume that if you don't assume that, then yes, you absolutely should not be buying any packs if you don't think it's random. Uh, but yeah. But they, that's it. Like they give you your information. If you still want to go and gamble and try to get the try to get the Paolo Bonchero, then that's on you. Like that's on you. But is, you can't but is that how they're representing themselves? Is my question. They're not representing themselves that way. Well, how are they? How are they representing themselves? Oh, you know, look what just Nobody sold does. for twenty. Huh? Oh, nobody who's preying on the weak. Nobody who's preying on the weak represents themselves as preying on the weak. That's part of the game. You know, be straight well, up, bro. Do you be yeah. straight up about who you are? You know, yeah. it's just know like the pretty, it's far. like the it's like the pretty girl with the tight snatch, but she's like a demon bitch. You know what I mean? Ben, you're gonna upset a lot of people in my comments, uh, but I don't think I'm following on this one. Yeah, I don't. You want me to explain it to you? You want me to explain um, it to no, you, Jay? I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I would like that. Well, I don't think I can. I'm gonna boot you off the stage. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'll give you this. What? Bro, I don't what think are you, you can talking about, man? On the Tandy show, though. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyhow, Ben, I don't know, man. I I really think at this point, at this late in the game, where you've been here for a long time, as we all have, 
if you still don't get like what goes on when these packs get dropped and what, what happens. And, you know, the way you were talking about it last week, I got to say, you were like, guys, this is how it is. Like you, there's going to be a ton of supply. That's how they make their money. There's going to be supply. And now if you want to buy, buy, if you want to sell, sell, et cetera, et cetera, like don't expect that they're going to stop releasing tons of supply. However, I will agree with you. And something I said weeks ago, which is like, you have to be a good custodian of your user base because eventually your your user base eventually, although it's taken a long time because of all the goodwill that they've somehow built from way back when, but eventually your user base will tap out and they'll be like, oh, we don't like this anymore. And a- as an operating a business, if I was on that side, I, maybe I'd be thinking about that a little bit more. Does that cover it? Is that a fair? Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. Result? Sentiment, result? sentiment low, but sales are good. So, it, you know. It's hard for them to really realize it. Anyway, yeah, you're right. So I was saying, you know, I've been saying things, but, you know, rational things last week. But oftentimes, like anybody, I get kind of off kilter and emotional, irrational, angry, you know, jealous, envious. When Ah. I see other people. Yeah. Other people getting fucking moments based on. No, no. Congratulations. It's for the people I like, like this guy in the chat here, Top Shot, Hot Shot. He's a cool guy. Now, congratulations to him. Right. I'm proud of him. But when I see the simps that have net spend of five grand or whatever the fuck it is getting the grill moments just because they kissed ass that pisses me off. You know what I mean? Kissing ass. I mean, you know, you should have principles. It should be bait. Your company should be based on principles. You know, is it typically it's spent now, obviously if you spend a lot, but you're an asshole like Mets, like that's some, that's like the extreme, you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you it's are, so weird. If, it's so rare. Yeah. No, pun yeah, intended. so rare. But if you spend a good amount and you're just a little and you're just critical, but you've said some good things, you're like crossed off their list because you're not a total like fucking tank smasher. You know what All I mean? Right. By right, the way, hold on. We, yeah. by the way, we, we have Steve Ballers Block J Steve who's telling us Steve. it was random and not oh. not random. Steve, well, see, that's what I've, I've been question. waiting for. I, I believe it. And, and I know Steve and Steve's an honest dude. Um, oh, by the way, hold on. I gotta yeah. firstly correct Ben. That <laughs> the top shot hot shot tweet was actually a satire. It wasn't a real. What? It wasn't. It wasn't what? a real tweet that he said that he got like a LeBron cosmic. And yeah, like it was right no. Back. I didn't know it was the joke. <laughs> I had no idea. Wait, so is that why you're so upset, Ben? No, no, no. It wasn't just him. It's that general. But hold on a second. If it is random, okay, and I'm completely wrong, I'll take the fucking L on that. I will absolutely. <laughs> right. But I've been asking. I've been asking, has it is it random? I've gotten no response. If it is if it is random, I will take the L on it. Okay. Yeah. Here's the question. Here's the question. Shut up for a second. Here's the question. If it's random, if any of these things are random, why aren't you showing us that it's random? Like there must be some ways to show the community a community that has absolutely positively for a variety of fucking reasons lost faith and confidence that what they're being told is true for a variety of reasons. And we all know, Steve, why that has happened over time. If you know that this community, there's a trust deficit, why can't you guys figure out a way to just assuage those concerns and, and show people this is how we're going about making these random selections? Because even if it is truly random, and I believe it is, you guys would be crazy to not do it in a random way. Like that's fraud and it makes no sense to, to go that route. But if it truly is random and you know that there's such a trust deficit with this community based on everything that people have been through and the lies and the innuendo and the misleading stuff and so on and so forth, 
why haven't you guys figured out a way to actually show people from jump that this shit is random? It, it would go so far to restore confidence and people are desperate to have confidence in this thing. They want to trust the thing that they're passionate about. So to Steve, I say, I believe you. Lots of other people don't believe you. Ben is talking about snatches and all kinds of weird shit. There must be a way to show people that this shit is random. Maybe, maybe use the fucking blockchain that flow built, that Dapper built to start showing people that this shit is on the up and up. See, this is why me and Jay get along so well. And this is why I like being Jay's friend because I'm the fucking loose cannon rocket. I just fucking throw up. And Jay has like the homing missile. He just got the scalpel, just fucking knows what to say. You're absolutely right. Why not show it? I believe Steve. I'm not going to like, Steve seems like a great guy. I don't know him, but he seems great. Yeah. But I don't disbelieve him, but you make a great point. It's been years. People have been asking to see this randomizer. Can you just show it? Show it. So, show so the pack Steve, randomizer. Show show, show the Q randomizer. Show how randomly people are being selected to go hang out with Magic Johnson. Like so much of what happens in this Dapper Sports ecosystem is based on quote unquote luck and chance. But nobody has ever seen behind the curtain to have any fucking confidence whatsoever. The account that pulled the two ultimate moments. There's so much controversy around that. They shut the guy's account down. Why? Why, why is that account shut down? What is happening behind the scenes? What happened with UFC? How were those people able to, um, you know, to con their way in and read cadence or whatever it was that they were able to like so much of what is happening in this ecosystem where fucking hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake and not once has any of this been shown to be true. Not once has any of this been audited by a reputable third party. That's fucked up, man. Like that is fucked the fuck up. All right. So I think, I think we have tapped out on our swear jar, but this is what Steve said earlier. Um, he said, we're talking about thousands and thousands of unique gifters. So I think he's now talking about the Santa thing that hasn't yeah. happened yet, Steve. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Uh, but he's asking, I'm not sure what tool it would be for a front-facing randomizer slash recorder. So um, what I was talking about, what I, to be clear, what I was talking about is not the secret Santa that 20,000 people donated to. I'm talking about what's been going on lately. That, that That's on December 23rd. What I'm talking yeah. about what's going on lately is people are randomly posting saying, oh, I got my grail moment from my wish list. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm talking about. If, is that yeah. random? That's what I wanted to know. You know, of because course, that's everything little... random. That's what the, they're going to tell us. And we yeah, allegedly. That, yes, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, until that's what I'm otherwise. questioning. That's what I'm questioning. And yeah. um, and it's speculation. You know, yeah. um, I don't think it's unfounded speculation based on some things. Well, that it's we, not I don't unfair really to, to ask the question. Correct. Because you're spending money. Anytime people are spending right. money on something and everything is rooted in uh, in luck. People just want to know it's 100% based on luck and that there's nothing that can possibly happen behind the scenes that can make it about anything other than luck. That at no right. point anywhere is anybody intentionally picking winners or that a randomizer can learn behavior and pick winners accordingly. That's all we've been asking for for almost two years now. We've never gotten yeah. a glimpse of it. So it's concerning because, again, like we started the show, we want to be nothing but positive about this secret Santa shit. It's a beautiful thing. Reward your collectors. Surprise and delight. Allow people to wake up to having something amazing in their account. Like that's all good and it should be all good. But because this company has lost our, our trust and confidence for a variety of reasons, it would just be nice if we didn't have to ask for it, that they would vo voluntarily show us how things are on the up and up. That's what I would like. Yeah. Um, so so one, one thing, and, uh, and Steve did answer a couple of these things, but one thing also just to add to this narrative, first of all, so we said earlier on, like, 
oh, the guy that's a big Knicks fan got a Nick moment, whatever. Okay, that's because that was his wish list moment. You know, the guy who wants the, the Magic Johnson gets the Magic Johnson, and he happens to be a Lakers fan, and yada, 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 right? That's how, um, yeah, that's how it was set up. That's how they told and, us it was going to be. And it's worth saying that I saw at least one, I don't know how many others, I saw at least one guy who I know has been very vocal and critical in the last few weeks. Also, he got like a LeBron top shot debut or something. Um, son of a bitch and and (laughs) there are and there was at least one if not and i think there were several people who got moments and literally just undercut them immediately so it's not like i think the narrative to say oh it's just it's just these people that are like kissing ass and they're the ones getting it i actually don't think that's true when you look at that kind of data um and also steve says of course it's random because that's the only fair way to do it however i agree I agree that I would love to be able to, to both hear, hear that, which I also, we all want to believe that everything is perfectly random and it wouldn't hurt to then have like the after the fact thing, like we saw from the um, drops when there were cute issues of randomness and then said, Hey, look how randomized the rares were. They happened here, 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 and here. And, you know, and then it could be the same thing. It said, there here's were how many people, here's there, how there many were people. Clear- patterns that showed it wasn't random and here's the bottom line i think it's random like i i genuinely think it's random but i hate the fact that so many people in this community want proof because they've been burned before if you know that you have a trust deficit as a company typically you go out of your way to prove things beyond the shadow of a doubt so people can slowly but surely regain trust in you they haven't done that it's just a huge miss. It, it's like so many other things that, that they've done, unforced errors. This is this to me is an unforced error. I don't want to swear at you, man. You know, I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> but Steve, you know Steve that. is basically saying, instead of speculating before stream, if we, if, if we want to talk to him before stream, um, then, then he can answer some questions for us. Well, you we know appreciate what, Steve, that. That's very nice. Here's an idea. Here, here's now I feel like idea. an asshole, Steve. <laughs> can you at Maybe. least be kind of a dick so I'll feel more justified? Steve could yeah. not be any bit of a dick. He's a good dude. Um, you guys should have a, fan, a, a collector council. You guys need to be talking to the community because we all talk about this shit amongst ourselves all the time on social media, in, in private chats and DMs, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> Steve's funny. All right, there you um, go. But, ben, but you you, don't don't play dumb. Like Thank you, guys, you, sir. You guys know that there are people in this community who are desperate to have an open line of communication with the company, have been begging for it, asking for it, volunteering their time. I go in the VIP chat, I don't know, a couple times a week now. All those guys do is beg to be heard, beg to share their ideas, beg to share their thoughts and, and their views. The, the issues with the randomizer, man, we've been asking that for almost two years now. There have been so many examples of things that truly were not random. That's why people have lost faith in the quote unquote randomizer. So at some point, you know, you, you guys are just going to have to figure out how to be more transparent, how to be more proactive, anticipate the concerns that the community is going to have based on concerns that they've had in the past and just get ahead of things. You know, comms has never been, uh, you know, top shot strong suit. I think in a lot of ways they've done good by stopping talking to us, right? Like Top Shot doesn't talk to us anymore. you got Sean out there, he's doing a great job, but all the other kind of disconnected uh, comms have ended. And I think that that's a good move. Um, but yeah, things like the, the randomizer issue, like those questions have never been answered and people are desperate for for confidence in the shit that they're spending their hard earned money on, man. Like that, that's not a, a crazy but Jay, I think it's I think it's important to, when they talk about collector council, it's important to think about like, which collectors are we going to choose? And what you have to do is you have to find 
collectors that are that are able to um critically analyze your products that doesn't mean that they're a hater and it doesn't mean that they're a lover they're just able to look at your product and critically analyze it from a user perspective but if you say collector council and like okay collector council and then they get all the simps then it just doesn't make any sense so the thought the thought process has to be there as well you know what i mean and so i recommended at one point to somebody very high up or allegedly I thought was very high up in the dapper ecosystem to do exactly as you said, but to pick just a couple of people in different parts of the community that have different set of skills. You know, one person that's really tied into the um, person that likes this aspect of the community and one person who's more critical and one person who's more positive and get them all together and then run ideas by them. You know, that's more in the spirit of web three. Now it's their company and they're millions, and they don't have to do this. This no is just doubt. a recommendation. It's almost like no a focus doubt. group. How, you know? did, now, how did she now respond they, to that? Sh- <laughs> this person wrote it down and said this was a great idea. And I gave this person a lot of ideas during this session, and she and he or she only wrote down this one. <laughs> so, so I mean, either it's this person so is easy a fantastic- to get Ben. He's so in his own mind. It's it's so easy to get him. Well, you know, I only think about myself, Jay. Right. I did send you a gift though for Hanukkah. Yeah, Top Shot gift. Oh, the thing that you sent to all three of us? Well, it wasn't just you guys. Hey, Tandy, how did you like your Fred Van Fleet 60K? What did I send you? (laughs) You sent me a Kyle Lowry, uh, uh, I think a 16K. I loved it. I I think I sold it at the floor for a dollar. (laughs) You (laughs) sold my gift? He did not (laughs) sell it. Ben, he didn't sell it. Nobody's buying it. I sold you. Didn't I send? Did I not send you one back? I'm gonna send you one back. Uh, no, no, but, you don't have to send me one back. I just picked. Look, I'm such a dick most of the time. I'm actually a nice guy. You know, I'm great. I feel really good about myself. I'm really happy. I don't have internal issues or self-esteem or insecurity problems. Um, but besides that, um, I just felt like, why don't I give? Just it was more of the thought that counts. I picked about 15 people that I kind of liked. I just looked through my Twitter DMs. So hopefully, really I didn't nice. miss anybody. And I just sent out about 15 gifts of floor moments. And I and I tried to figure out what their team was. Right, so, so I so you guys were Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you guys were my guinea pigs. You were my guinea pigs. You were my first two. But after I branched outside of you guys, I sent about fifteen or twenty gifts to, nice. to random people that I've interacted with. Yeah, that's really sweet. That's very nice, Ben. Yeah, well, you know, it helps with the guilt. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's change uh, topics. I don't, I don't want to kind of belabor these. Yeah, these let's. Why don't we? You, that's your much. thing. What do you mean you don't I want know. to? That's like your I thing. Know. But, but I'm, I'm self-aware enough to want to extract myself from – I feel like I'm stuck in, in this, this same topic that I've been ranting about for goddamn near two years now. Got it. I don't know. You know, you know it would be scary if we like uh, took a montage of what Jay talks about for week to week and then just yeah. like layer it over each other? You know, have you ever seen that, that thing where they show all the newscasters saying the exact same thing <laughs> over and over? It's like 60 of them. It's gonna be Jay, like on on like fifteen different streams, being like, "The game is broken," and blah, blah. I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of being a broken record. I'm tired of it. Now, what else it. is there to talk about in Top Shot? That's going on. There's the locker packs. Have you guys talked about that? Yeah, I I actually have a couple of them. You want to open them? Should we do it? Sure. Open do you them. think that's Do you think that's a rug too? No, I don't think that's a rug. What do you mean? Well, a rug? because well, after everyone blew their load on twenty five dollar packs, now they basically offer you the same thing, but for trade tickets. 
I guess all the dog shit you accumulated in those packs, you can now turn them into trade tickets and get locker packs. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the idea. It's and then the turn thing. four into three, and four into three, and four into three, and then bit by bit, you know, they disappear from circulation. It, it's rinse and repeat. They're going to keep doing this again. Like we know this, this is the format. Well, right, listen, man. everyone likes a little sweat, so let's sweat. Oh, it's new music. Are you hearing this? Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Oh, I like to do some stuff to this music. I make love to this music, Jay. Yeah. Well, Jay, you were you were asking for new music. Here yeah, you go. I was. This is nice. Maybe we should this just listen nice. to this music the whole time instead. It's way more soothing than us. This is a nice, like, palate cleanser after our bullshit. Yeah, I'm feeling way calmer right now. Mm. Alright, let's see if I can get some S1. Oh, I got a rare on my first. Look at this. Rigged! All right. It's rigged! Influencer pack. <laughs> they knew you were on stream. All right. You gotta right, hand it to Sean. He's a master. Cut it off here. Oh, Good wow. job, Tandy. All right. So, Tandy, what's that worth, buddy? Probably 25, 30 bucks. Nice. All right, so now these, these aren't going to be anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? No, no, no. You got to watch the play. Have you seen the play they hand selected? Where are you going? <laughs> Shout out. Watch the play. I want an S1 or another rare, Ben. Dude, a Raptors moment. They know your favorite team. <laughs> He's a Celtics fan. All right, well, this is already a, a huge win, I'd have to this say. This is a win. One pack, one rare. Oh, oh, back. All right, let's see if we can get another rare. What are you going to do for an encore, Candy? No, that's definitely not a rare. I feel uh, an S1 coming. That's definitely not a rare. That's not a rare. All right. You can send Ben his Van Fleet back now. That's true, Ben. That Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah, mine was hard. a low serial, sir. Those are okay. valuable. Here we go. This one's going to have an S1 in it. Nope. Carl Anthony Towns. I just don't understand why you're not watching the play. These are hand picks. They tell the story of basketball throughout the NBA season. Why aren't you I'm reading? Rolling, we're gonna... Wait, you're not reading the bio, the tagline, and you're not watching the plays. Can you please explain to me why you're not doing that? Sure, we can read it and watch it. I remember that. Over yeah. If you'd like that. This is Jordan Wow, that's Nora. a sick block, bro. <laughs> and to protect your turf against the Why are you guys laughing? Uh, you better get vertical. Oh, I couldn't do it, Ben. It closed on me. Wait, can you? why are you guys laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. This is what you're supposed to do. You rip the pack. Right. It tells the story of the NBA. They put a lot of work into those little bios. I'm and it's supposed to tell the story of the season. Yeah, sure. I want to know this. This will tell us the story of this season of the NBA. All right. Yeah. Well, what, people want to watch the plays, so we'll watch the plays and we'll tell the story of the NBA. Right. Thank you. That's all I'm asking. All right. That's, that's, that's a very a fair, fair request. request. I, I'm yes. just too excited to see if I got rares or S1s. That's all he cares about. It's the monetary aspect. He doesn't care about the story. Yeah. All right. Here Dirt we go. Van Van Fleet. Okay. This is what is number sixty-seven twenty-four out of forty thousand? Ever get a feeling it's just one of those nights? Fred Van Fleet cuts to the basket against the Orlando Magic, spins away from one defender, reclaims possession of a knocked ball, and lays in an easy bucket. The Toronto Raptors guard set a career high with fifty-four points in the February second, twenty twenty-one contest. 54 points. That is actually quite impressive. Play the video um, again, Tandy. Play the video, see the video again. Yeah. 
it's actually a cool thumbnail too. Like yeah. if there were less of these things yeah. uh, and these Fewer. things were all more prized possessions. First of all, it's a travel, clearly. Is it? A hundred percent travel. Oh, you're right. Dude, look at that. Just did a fucking Cinderella. That's a travel. That is a travel. Um, the, the thing that I wish though is like the story that Austin has weaved together. It sounds so compelling. Do you get any of that energy that this is a career night for Van Vliet watching that video? You know what I'm saying? Um, like that to me but is if, what's if that missing. was like a if that was a legendary, then I think that would make more sense. That's why I've always said like the legendary moments should literally be legendary moments. Like Fred Van Fleet right. scores 54. That's a legendary. But without moment. reading the caption, which let's face it, it's 2022. People are too busy to read, and you just want this to be your special digital collectible. The context of the moment is missing. I I, I wish I could hear you know, an announcer calling the game in the background saying, and his career high 54th point, Fred Van Vliet and like hype it up and crowd reaction. And and maybe, maybe after he scores that bucket, there's like, you know, the, the video pulls back and then it shows you Fred Van Vliet as a newborn. And the first time he touched a basketball and it traces his journey to an NBA player and career night, 54 points. Like the magic of that moment to me is missing. It's just a, a layup off of a travel and that, that to me goes back to what I think is one of the, the most important points about uh, you know, the, the lack of traction with this platform is I don't think the, the moments do justice to what they're trying to accomplish. And therefore, I don't think the broader basketball fan base sees these as the iconic moments that we may think they are. That's a challenge. Yeah, I think we're right. Babies and moments. Jay's right. We need to know more about these babies and when babies they first basketballs. Uh, but no, I get what you're saying. Babies in moments babies in moments when I get babies in moments uh, yeah. wait what should that come before the app or after babies should be a, immediately that should go to the top of the list okay we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time all right let's see here we go here's another rare all right no all right ben here's just for you this is derrick jones jr on december 6 2021 i saw derrick jones, jones, jones jr night. with an with an open path to the rim at your peril mm-hmm. in a matchup with the denver nuggets on december 6 2021 the Chicago Bulls forward is left unmarked in the corner as Zach Levine slices his way to the paint. Mm. Jones Jr. drives baseline, grabs a quick pass from his teammate, and gets up for a two-handed flush at two of his 12 points on the night. Mm. Okay, pop quiz, boys. What's his nickname? Flushmaster. <laughs> Anybody in the comments? I don't think I know Derek Jones Jr. nickname. No. I think it's airplane mode, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Think so. What does I've that mean? Turns off that. his Wi-Fi? <laughs> wow. That's a terrible joke. I might be wrong. That. I might be wrong about that. Let's just go with it. I was at the uh, the Hawks-Bulls game last night. I saw Derek. I, I was right behind the bench. He was wearing his uh, street clothes. But he's a good teammate. He was dapping up his teammates every time they came out of the game. I'm, I'm a you, fan of his. Did you sit in the top shot seats? They were not top shot seats. No. Okay. No. So you... um, I'm, I'm still – no. No comment. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. so it, was, it was a fun experience. Gotcha. So did you? So there was no other collectors. You didn't like, you know, take somebody from the community or anything like that. I took my wife. Um, okay. And and we had some friends there as well, and we had a nice got time it. with them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Third let's moment. see. We got one more. Ben, you still want me to read these for you? Yes, absolutely. I'm a true collector. All right. This is numbered at a 9,999. 9, it's Ben's favorite player, Chris Stapps Porzingis. 
At seven foot three with a 37 inch vertical and the speed to match, there isn't much that Chris Stapps Porzingis can't do on a basketball court. Here, the Dallas Mavericks star puts on a show, getting from the baseline to the rim in one dribble and raising up for a one handed flush in traffic. We got a lot of flush language, huh? Porzingis, <laughs> Porzingis poured in 19 points in just 23 minutes in a 104 to 96 win over the Memphis Grizzlies on December, on December 8th. 2021 do you like that ben i mean that was fantastic i'm i'm almost i'm getting actually a little bit um a little bit emotional actually so thank all you. right you're welcome all right thank here you. we go here's, here's our last pack of Jeez, the day. how many of these things you fucking have bro i got five i got the max i don't know if i can take much more of these fucking read throughs listen all right i'll stop reading started off nice it, it's i'll stop it's all good all right, here's your here's your boy oh, you Max Struess. You got to do maximum Struess. Let's do it. He's oh, part of the tribe. Is he part of the tribe? <laughs> Should uh, we just see if there's if the word flush so. is in here? Slam dunks don't come much more emphatic than this. Flush Miami Heat utility Max Flush Struess shows he's more than just a sharp flusher with a jam that even his Chicago Bulls opponent Zach Levine would have been proud of. Struess breezes past his defender with a swift sidestep before. Oh, there's a streaming word in there. We got street. Oh, steaming. Sorry, not streaming. Steaming towards the rim and dropping an absolute flush. Struess had nine points, three rebounds, and two flushes in the 118-92 win over the Bulls on December 11th, 2021. Fantastic. All right, let's go. Woo. Big no whammies, no whammies. There's Justin Holiday. It's a steal. It's a fast break, and it's a dunk. It's a flush. Do we have flush in there? No, transition slam. And a Charlotte's Hornets-ish Smith. Let me ask you a question, Tandy. I remember the days when Ish Smith was the was the cheapest $100 S1 that you could buy. So when you go through this yes, process, go ahead, Jay. and you, yeah. we're, we're all kind of mocking these, uh, the moments, I suppose, to, to an extent, and, and the, the flowery, beautiful language that Austin has provided to us. For me, when I when I go through this exercise, and admittedly, I don't often read the moment details. Often, I don't watch the moments. Um, I love basketball. Like basketball is my you know my favorite thing in the world. I would say, but um, I'm not, and I don't mean this in a negative and in, in like a disrespectful way. I'm not a nerd when it comes to these types of collectibles, right? So like I don't, I genuinely don't appreciate um, the the nuance of the description that you just read. Or in a lot of cases, even like the, the plays themselves, there are obviously certain iconic plays from NBA history that, you know, that I watch and like, I will feel it in my bones. Like I will remember those moments, but so many moments that happen day to day, like they're, they're not that, and they never will be that. When you go through this type of exercise and, and force yourself to read the, the moment descriptions, do you question um, why you are doing this in the first place? Do you question like, Am I genuinely passionate about digital basketball cards or did I get involved in this thing for other reasons? Like, does, does that, does that question kind of uh, resonate with you at all? Well, lately I've actually been Marie Kondoing my collection and I've just noticed how many $1, you know, 40 K 60 K moments of players that I really don't care about that I have in my collection. Um, And so the majority but do you of care moments. about like the underlying uh, ethos and and the the presumptive value of this in the first place which is we as basketball fans 
want to collect digital basketball cards and own them. Like, do I question that? Yeah. Like, do you feel that? Like, do you, do you like owning these? Do you like collecting them or will it always be a profit motive? Will it always be, I own these because I see them as assets that maybe I'll be able to sell for more than I bought, hopefully sooner than later, or perhaps in the future, they will have tremendous value and I will be able to offload them. Like, is there um, kind of that intrinsic joy and, and motivation in owning and collecting these things for you? So it, you're, this is bringing me back to the Joey Bats conversation, honestly, where, where people were collecting seashells and stuff like that. And because um, how many things do you collect purely to collect? And that's it. You just collect them and you don't care at all about what they might be worth, etc. Like, I don't know if I'm actually much of a collector in that regard. So I, I think, think that there's people collect things that have personal value to them, right? You go to yeah. concerts, you oftentimes keep those concerts ticket stubs because it's a, a reminder. You're a wine drinker, you collect and maybe keep corks. Or some people I know they have an app and they fill out to remember where they were when they drank a certain uh, fancy bottle so, of so, wine. So let me ask the personal you connective then. tissue. Guys, aren't we overcomplicating this a little bit? We just want cool shit. We want cool shit. What makes it cool? That that's my question. You literally just forced all three of us to mock the very thing that we've been. Yes, mock. Why was genuine? That we've been immersed in for the last. Wait, hold on a second. I was watching the plays. Wait, I was watching the plays and reading the description, mocking. That's what you're supposed to do. Why is that mocking? Do you do that? Every every moment. Fuck out of here. That's what a real collector does, Jay. What that's do you think we saying. do? But that's what okay. I'm saying. I don't, what are you saying? I, 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 I think we're lying to ourselves if, if we're going to try to believe that these are genuine collector's items. I oh. think most people, the vast majority of people only view these things as tokens that hopefully will appreciate in value. Yes, and in that's that obviously way, true. It's yes. completely aligned with how Dapper and Top Shot treats it. Because they've created a mechanism by which these are merely tokens yes. in the game that they've created. We're totally on the same page, bro. That's so what the rug I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. That's the rug. That's the but great it can't rug. Be a rug. We both want the same things. They're doing it to their benefit. We want no, it to but our they're benefit. masquerading as it's something else. And we're masquerading as something else. We're masquerading as collectors. Ain't nobody a fucking collector in this shit. Let's be honest mm. with ourselves. What about some of those like like cave people on Twitter? Alex is a collector. Right, like Alex loves collecting it. He probably doesn't care if he ever makes money on it. He'll walk barefoot for the rest of his life. Guys like MBL, I don't think. Listen, I love MBL, and I don't mean this in a in a negative way. I think he's holding on to stuff because he thinks that it's going to appreciate in value, and he wants to sell it. I Absolutely. don't think these items are personal enough to us to the point where we actually see that intrinsic value. It's part of the reason that you know I've I've loudly and vocally advocated for things like if you go to a basketball game you should have an opportunity to buy something in that moment when it happens, as it happens from the game so that it has that intrinsic value to you because that's the types of things that we as humans are motivated by. If there is no personal connection, unless it's truly special, it's a commodity or at least it becomes commoditized at some point. And well, we I don't think they're really going that way though. There's no value. All day, all day did that at a Rams game. So I think they're going that way. But boys, I, I got a so. dip. Fantastic yeah. conversation. I got to go. All right. See you guys later. Peace. Thank you, Ben. Peace yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, glad that you sobered up. Ben, yeah, honestly, I was worried he might be drunk.
Yeah, uh, probably is. But anyhow, I, I, I think the point is any collectible, you, you have some kind of a horizon. And I think this is what Steve is saying here. We're pretty much all speculators. Some yeah. people just have longer time horizons than others. Um, but I, I think, think that's true. If the moments were more special, that's, that's the hiccup for me. I think we, we just proved the point by watching it and reading the description. The context is missing. The feeling of specialness is, is missing. We, we all mocked it, not intentionally. Like nobody's trying to mock it. We love Austin. We love what they do. But the moments themselves, the assets themselves, these collectibles, they don't feel special for the most part. You can't even hear game audio to bring you back to that moment in time and, and allow you to close your eyes and hear it and see it and remember it. It's all missing. So the product itself doesn't merit being viewed as a genuine collectible because there's really no specialness that's contained within it. And I think that's just my broader point is like until they can master the product and create something that somebody can look at once and be like, I want to own that without even understanding the market implications, without understanding level of scarcity, that the product itself feels so fucking special that you need to own it. There's a reason to want to own it. This will always be a niche product dominated by speculators, and it will never hold intrinsic value, which I think is part and parcel to something ever being considered a genuine collectible. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves that that's where we're at. The product isn't up to snuff. And that's why you don't spend $50 million on boarding the masses because the masses are going to come. They're going to look at it and they're going to be like, are you for real? This is the thing that you want me to spend my hard earned money on. I could watch something better on YouTube. The product itself has to be amazing. I stand by but Jay, it. I guess my only, my counterpoint to you there is, um, would you, first of all, depending on what the greater economy is on Top Shot, also very much influences this question. And I think it's, again, you can't detach the financial aspect of these moments. You just can't. I don't care how much I, t I tell you that it's like collecting stickers or how much anyone says anything. You just cannot. So having said that, when you, when you look at like a LeBron Top Shot debut or you look at a KD run it back that you've purchased, right? Mm -hmm. um, are those special to you? I mean, those are big purchases for you. Purely financial. I bought them purely because I was hedging and thinking that based on the upward trajectory of the platform, based on um, you know uh, how, how those particular moments had been received by the existing customer base, based on purely financial reasons, I made a bet that they would go up in value. Um, so do you think then, Yeah. like, okay, if you have a longer, so at the same time, and again, collectibles have a financial aspect any kind of, of these course. kind of collectibles but, but here, about, here's the missing yeah. piece tandy yeah i would hope that if you go to an antique store and you see you know uh, a coin from the 1700s you're buying it because you think it can go up in value right it might be a collector's item collectible but you also look at that coin and it's amazing like you, it brings you back to a certain point in time in history. You, you feel it. It's, it's rough based on the materials that were used. You look at the, the imprint that so, you know, somebody by hand perhaps put the imprint of the date on that old coin. I think that a lot of collectibles bring people genuine joy and pleasure in ownership because of how they were constructed or the story behind them. I think what we're collecting in this Top Shot universe, uh, these are mass marketed um, replicas of something that already existed, a highlight video, 
where a lot of the context has been extracted from it. So in a lot of ways, it feels less special. If you just take it at face value and watch it, than watching it on YouTube, because YouTube has the audio, YouTube has the crowd noise, YouTube has the, the announcer setting the stage, has context, whatever you, you, you kind of want to call it. I genuinely think that most collectibles, even if you were coming at it from the outside looking in, you could see something special in it without knowing the market implications, without understanding the economic implications. I don't think that's the case here. Otherwise, we'd have more people here. Period. Well, I mean, there's part of that that's fair, but there's also part of that that this is a digital collectible. So this is this is digital, and there and there are ways that you can make the digital collectible special in their own right. How, I think they try what's special. I think that, well, I mean, first of all, what if, feels special? If things were trending up, this conversation would be different. No, it wouldn't. No, it I wouldn't. Think it would. No, it wouldn't. What what Secondly, feels special about any of the three well, moments that you just watched? You can call it special. You can call it unique. Okay, you go unique and you because collect... it has a serial number. Exactly. Okay, but then everything has a serial number, right? Anything can, so, be, so, can be numbered in life. Like I, I could number my fucking bananas in the kitchen. That doesn't make them special. But it's on the, I might it's on know the where I bought it. It's... There, there's a sticker on my banana that says where it was packaged, right? So I can trace that back to the factory that it came from. Uh, you know, there's, there's a barcode on every item I buy from Target. That does not make it special. Just because every, every jar of deodorant at Target has a unique barcode and I could trace it back perhaps to the factory where it was packaged. That does not make it special provenance and, and, uh, and uniqueness based on it having a different serial number does not alone make something special. Yes. It makes it unique. We can, we can say that this is a one of a kind piece, but unless the piece itself feels special and makes us feel something who gives a shit. That's fair. But I, again, I think that it's a little subjective. I mean, I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to collect bananas that were, you know, you collect your banana from Costa Rica and you dip it in wax and you save it forever and you dip your Jamaican banana and then you save it forever. Like it's, um, it's a little tricky. And I think it also very much depends on, on the collector. Cause look, if the closest thing we can compare this to, I know this is like an old, a tale as old as time, but the closest thing we can compare this to is physical cards and what makes physical cards so special it's just the fact that you can hold them in your hand just the fact that you get them graded what makes physical cards so special uh and i think you could say all the same things you're saying now about physical cards and yet that is an industry that's been going on for decades and you know people are I think crazy that about there's, physical cards there's a level of appreciation for having something tangible in your hands and it bringing you back to a moment in time. I, I, I don't see the same level of, um, you know, tapping into um, that, that sense of where I was, when I was memories, at least yet that, that we've seen in, in digital collectibles. Well, um, I would agree. I, I've seen I, plenty I think, of digital collectibles more... that people collect because of how beautiful they are. The, the narrative behind how things were designed and constructed. Um, listen, uh, I, I will die on this hill. I think that um, there's a long way to go to make the product stand on its own as something that feels special. I don't think it feels special. And I think that is one of the biggest things that's holding it back from mainstream adoption. I think people will come into the, the product, they'll open packs, the pack opening experience is kind of fun. They'll, they'll open moments, the, the moment kind of appearing and, and spinning around in the cube is kind of fun. But once you've seen a few of them, 
They all kind of sort of feel like they look the same and act the same. There's very little diversity within the product itself. You can't really do anything with it. It just kind of sits there buried in, in your account. I just, I, I don't think the product experience is up to par. I think the product has a long way to go. I just feel that way. I think you're right. The product experience does have a long way to go. I think, that, again, if we could have game audio, if we could be more social, if people like above a certain collector score, whatever, could like comment on things or who, who the hell knows. There's a lot of things you could do to make it feel more special to a collector. There are people in the chat saying things, though, about the physical card market, about some of these cards going for millions of dollars. Like that's not also that's not because uh, it takes them back to a moment in time. So a, a huge part of any collectible, again, it's like the speculative na nature. Like that, that's just they the bottom line. special, man. They just, there's something about physical cards that to, to a lot of people feel special. And I mean, like a lot of them, like they have, now they have like jerseys, you know, jersey no, patches. They have autographs, especially like older stuff. Like again, like the, the feeling of something, I don't know. It, it, it's unique. Um, but anyway. Anyway, I think you could also do a counterpoint with some of these very expensive NFTs and stuff like that. And and I think Yeah, but those the, are all speculative. That, that that that's all I financial know. driven. None none of that is based on specialness. That's all based on I think somebody else will spend more on this than I will. For the most but part. But that's what I think that's all a big part of what physical cards are and that's a big part of what NBA Top Shot is. Okay. Well, one has gone mainstream and one hasn't. Why is that? That's that's a million dollar question. I I do think that there's part of it because they're trying to be a lot of things to a lot of different people, like you yeah. said. I think that they added a, in this utility of like, look, this is way more than physical cards. You can go to basketball games and yada, yada. And they've done that, and which is very cool for everyone who's taken advantage of it. And honestly, if I was a new user, and I've said this before too, that's the first thing I would tell anyone joining this platform. Go collect your favorite team. Go, go collect a few of your favorite teams. Now you can yeah. probably collect the whole the set for like 15 bucks a team. Just go collect a couple of teams that you live near and go have yeah. fun and go talk about the games with other diehards in the Discord and get invited to games and play poker and do all that. And that is really the way to have fun. So it's the a community of risk. But then, then it's just a community where you're buying an access pass to partake in community activities, right? Like that's very it different is. from what we're talking about. That has nothing to do with collectibles. That has nothing to do with intrinsic value it has nothing to do with product experience it's merely buying an entry pass to your local museum and you get to go to all the fun events that the museum has that's it totally is. different but they're, they're, they're doing they're doing that and they but they also at the same time want this to they want grail prices to go up etc yeah mac attack said a, a kind of interesting thing here which is that he doesn't see any of the things that he buys as speculative he just has fun and buying what i think is cool that's the awesome. only thing i would push back on this mac attack is that you can buy moments you think are cool currently for a dollar or two, or if you want to buy like a KD run it back, whatever that's at now, four or five grand. I don't even know, but like, are you feeling the same way if you spent, if you go and drop a few grand or if you go and drop a dollar? Cause for me, that's a very big, there's a very big gap in the, in the, in the thinking there. Uh, so Ryan also Ryan buys certain things as collectibles. I want to own and others that are a pure gamble game token utility. My account is like 2080. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's the way to do it now. I think a lot of people got burned early on and were 80-20, myself included, right? When I when I entered the platform, I, I thought it was commensurate to a, any other kind of collectibles platform. I didn't understand the layers of gamification that would soon come and kind of dilute the aspect of, of collectability and put all the focus on 
just predicting what the next bingo game was going to be and, and making sure you had the five things for that bingo game. And I think that, that, uh, that course of action, those decisions have slowly and now less slowly, um, you know, taken everything that could have been, um, you know, collectible about the platform and at least for now, um, pushed all that out the window. Like it's not a collectible platform right now. Like right now it is a gambling uh, slash gamification platform and maybe that's okay. You know, double down on that perhaps and become the access past the basketball fandom Um, and, you know, make it so that different game pieces entitle you to different, um, different prizes. That's not the case now. Right. And that's a big part of the challenge to your point, Tandy. um, It does you a disservice uh, to buy the expensive stuff if what you want is to get the community piece and to go to games for free and play poker with your buddies. You're stupid if you buy the expensive stuff because all you have to do is buy the super cheap stuff um, to to access the the most fun parts of the platform. So now they're catering to that kind of entry-level audience um, at the expense of many people who came in a year and a half ago, spent a lot of money on what they thought were going to be genuine collectibles. And then ever since, almost every decision that has been made has taken away the perceived value of the good stuff um, and focused most of the value on the small stuff, unless you're an early adopter and you're top three on the leaderboard, in which case you're Alex and you can go meet Magic Johnson and, and Kate Cunningham and you know whoever comes next. So over over emphasis on the bottom, overemphasis on the very, very, very tippy top. Everybody else in the middle kind of gets burned. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. And- I agree. I think that's, I think that honestly, that's, that does feel like where we're at. It's like small as of right now, you can gamble. The upside isn't huge from the packs. Uh, the downside also isn't really huge. Like you, you lose a few bucks. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Uh, but there was some news that this locker room pack drop has been paused. There was a problem. So apparently oh, wow. somebody received some burnt moments or something, and they had to stop the drop. So that drop is going to happen early next week instead. So just FYI, if you're hoping to get some of these locker room packs, they are now paused. So another day. More drama. <laughs> so hopefully we hopefully we haven't been too negative on this holiday themed stream. I was hoping that we wouldn't get dive too much in the negativity, but I feel yeah. like I feel like the the things that you've raised are all true. Um, the product needs work, and it needs to be simplified for both middle and like this large middle class collector, as they like to be called, and um, it needs to make sense and. And it it is a very challenging thing to make sense, to have a a platform that makes sense for the lowest tier, the highest tier, and everyone in the middle. Um, But it's a challenge that uh, I I don't know the answer to. Um, I mean, I would love, though, if if we could do some of these councils like you talked about. I think we've been asking for councils for a long time. I think we were asking for councils. The first person to talk about councils was uh, Justin from Own the Moment. That was back in, like, I want to say March of 2021. Okay. So that's, that's been me. an idea that, yeah. And, and actually I think in like the, um, in, in the discord of like, there's content creators discord that I'm a part of. And sometimes they talk about, you know, trying to think up ideas like this. And I think something like that was floated once, but I, I don't know what the latest is on that. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, any anything else? Anything else you want to talk about, Jay? Anything else that you're feeling a little more positive about, or you're still buying on Top Shot? What, what are, um, what's going on with you lately? Man, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely still active in the challenges because um, I, I like the adrenaline rush of you know trying to play that game. So that's kind of fun for me, um, especially since they got away with all the um, unnecessary burning. You know, trying to use challenges to somehow, some way, get to their net neutral promise. I think they finally realized: a, people hated the fact that they had to burn shit that they bought, and b, you know, they're just going to unload so much supply on the community this year that uh, just doing uh, a little bit of burning here and there probably isn't going to get the job done. So I, I dig the uh, the challenges. Obviously, I'm still somewhat active in some of the team communities. Um, some of the captains are, are fantastic. I posted the other day. I saw the Timberwolves. They're sending people, uh, they're sending collectors to to the target center to play on the court and then grab a suite afterwards and watch the game against the Grizzlies. Like that's so dope. Um, granted, it's not scalable, so like 20 or 30 people get to partake in like the game part at least. But I love the initiative. I love some of the stuff the captains are doing. Some of the captains you know, all due respect, like this, this isn't their thing, you know, they're, they don't have the time or the experience or expertise to put into it. And I think some, some fans of some teams um, aren't getting the same experience as a result. Um, so obviously it would be great to see some standardized best practices uh, deployed across all 30 team communities so that, you know, collectors who live in all parts of the country um, could, could benefit commensurately. But uh, overall, you know, I love the idea of the captain's program and, and I partake where I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I blew my load <laughs> over the last couple of years. I, I can't really justify much more investment in the platform or the product. There's still so many unanswered questions. Um, you know, frankly, at this point, I really don't care what route they go. If they want to be a collectibles platform, if they want to be a game, if they want to be a community, if they want to be the future of fandom, if they want to be the stock market of the NBA, if they want to tie these moments as game pieces into some amazing video game, um, if, if they want to partner with uh, with the 30 NBA teams and do dope shit through them, like I don't care what route they go. I just want them to go a certain route. I want there to be a centralized, um, understood experience that people can uh, can go to every day, can have confidence that it is what they say it is, um, you know, uh, I don't want it to be a lottery platform. I, I just think that does such a disservice to um, to what people, you know, ultimately would appreciate the most. And it does a disservice to basketball. It just it feels so raunchy um, just to be kind of a scratch off ticket product. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in it. Like I'm passionate about it. Obviously, um, I'm going to continue to be passionate about it. Like they're never going to get rid of me. Um, I, I've got way too much invested in it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around for the long haul. Um, you know, as always, I, I hope that I can be um, a voice of progress within the community, within um, within uh, the, the user base, but also, um, you know, helping uh, the team wherever I can. You know, I, I did a lot of that in the past. I'm always open to doing it in the future. I'm open to helping with the captain's program. Again, I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, I just hope it doesn't go wasted, you know, like, like, a, like a lot of other good ideas that don't get the attention and resources uh, and and strategic uh, forethought that they deserve, and they just kind of go by the wayside. I, I don't want that to happen to that program because I think it has a lot of potential. Um, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, just uh, double down on the product, double down on the tech, double down on the user experience, uh, make it feel 
rewarding and intuitive and um, predictable in a sense. Um, I think, you know, if, if you want to go down the path of rewarding collectors, do it and mean it and make it less uh, uh, up to chance and make it more predicated on, um, you know, uh, actually giving people uh, a worthwhile experience, the more they lean into the product and turn them into the brand ambassadors you want them to be. Um, and yeah, I, I think, uh, I think it is what it is and, uh, it, it is what it's going to be for, for a little while now until, until the, the next shoe drops or until, uh, there's, there's a new kind of mission or initiative. Um, I think they're, they're just, they're, they're finding their sea legs. Like they're, they're just trying some stuff. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they want to be. They're still kind of figuring it all out. That's obvious at this point. Um, and I think we just have to be patient and give them the opportunity to do it, but still be vocal and still scream and yell. Um, and, uh, yeah, good. Steve, call me, man. You, you and I used to talk all the time before, before you went over to, to the other side. Um, so, you know, let, let me help them. Um, I'm, I'm all about it. We can do some, some dope stuff together for sure. Yeah. Beta, no doubt. So beta, yeah. I guess we'll give, we'll give Bleezy his beta drop, but, um, and then we'll, I'll end with one thing that you're probably going to be happy about, but let's put cool. that drop. Beta. I did not okay. stop talking to you. Not intentionally. <laughs> Not intentional. Um, so here's something that definitely will cheer up Jay, which is this. The Celtics look <laughs> terrible. They look so bad. I don't know what's going on with the Celtics. I think there really is something to be said for just how teams go on streaks. Uh, teams just get really streaky. Last season, the Celtics went on a, a great streak near the end of the season, and they ended up making it to the finals. And now the Celtics went on this like historically good streak Everyone's crowning Jason Tatum MVP. Then Robert Williams now comes back. Derek, um, what's his name again? Can't hit Derek a White. shot. He's like, Derek White can't hit a shot. He's hit two shots, I think, in his last three or four games. Yep. So they are just cold as ice. Yep. Uh, and and then the Warriors, too. There you go. Not as bad as my Warriors. So what about, Warriors what about those Brooklyn bad. Nets? The Celtics. What about those Brooklyn are the Nets? Nets? Are, they, are they peaking They're now? They're killing it, man. Ever since they got rid of Trashy Nash. And they, they brought in a, a guy who could coach and actually engage the players. Yeah, man, we're killing. I think, what are we, 18 and 7 in our last uh, 25? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the NBA standings real yeah. quick. But, you know, uh, it just goes to show you how streaky these teams can be. Hey, Bleezy, you know, somebody one, here we, wants the Celtics to suck. That's me. Yeah, that's Jay. That's one person that wants the Celtics to suck. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like historic is another adjective being added to um, Durant from the mid-range. He's incredibly uh, effective Sick. in the mid-range. And they, do the Nets recently scored 91 points first in the first half versus the Warriors. That yeah, is man. out of control. Yeah, man. That's a franchise record. So the Nets look great. So Jay's definitely thinking the Nets are just going to go all the way. They're sitting friendly at the four spot right now. So Imagine that. Week to week, you know, one one day you're in the, the dumpster, the next day you're not. Uh but last 10, Celtics, 4-6, and six. Uh, Nets, 9-1. and one. Look at mm, that. Seven-game winning streak for the Nets. The Sixers, another team that everyone was sort of stomping on their grave for a while. They are now have, lost, have won six of their last uh, games in a row, and they're 7-3. and three. And the, even the Knicks, the good old Knicks are 8-2. and two. So 
these fortunes are changing quite quickly. And the Pelicans too. They were, I mean, they're still here, but. Um, love the NBA. Gotta love it. Yeah. It makes the season very interesting. I must say, I, I always like keeping an eye on the Lakers. They're, yeah. they're in a lot of trouble now oh. that Anthony Davis is, is fractured again. again. Some part of his body is fractured. Yep. And, uh, and the Warriors head scratchers. I don't know. Something tells me they're going to turn it on at the end of the year though. Yeah, I, I, they'll make the playoffs. I'm pretty certain of it. But uh, yeah, man, lot, lots of storylines. I think uh, it, it's always fun around Christmas time, right? Like all these the, the big games and the, the hype of the season and all star voting. This is a great time to be a basketball fan. I'm I'm super psyched. Yeah. Well, Jay, I think that I think that about does it. I I don't yeah. know what Poker Pro Eric is talking about here. Steve said on a cost basis. <laughs> They aren't though. I don't even. Want, what, what are you talking about right now? They cost about n one times four equals four dollars on average. Either way, we'll all be able to buy when if they fix it. I'm not. I think that's a great I, point to end the show on. To yeah, be that, that sounds you. like a robot, like an AI robot that's broken. Um, that's a robot named Steve. <laughs> but Steve says at some point the standings don't lie. I know Steve, but we're not even at halfway point yet. I, oh, I don't Steve know. Steve thinks I, his team is not going to make the playoffs. Is that what we're wow, saying? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't watch enough Warriors it's to possible. really have a strong opinion. I mean, also it's Steph Curry is injured. I mean, and he's out for like a month, I think, or six weeks. <clears throat> and by the way, Poker Pro, the drop has ended. They were you not watching when I showed their tweet? It's going to start it again next week. It broke. They'll fix it. I'm not concerned. Yeah. So. um that's all we got. But I appreciate I appreciate having Steve here today, though. I hope he's always here. Uh, Steve is always here. I don't know if you know that. He's always in our uh, yeah. in, the, in the chat. Yeah. Steve's got thick skin. I love Steve. Steve's love not Steve. afraid of uh, hanging out and hearing people curse. Dude, <laughs> my only beef with Steve is that we see a lot less of him than when he was on the community side. He used to be, no disrespect, my favorite content creator. Uh, around NBA Top Shot. I thought his videos were phenomenal. He did a great job of explaining explaining kind of complex topics. They brought him in-house, and he's disappeared. It's uh, That's why they brought him in, though, to explain complex topics. So he still does explain complex topics sometimes in the same way that he used to. Need more stuff. But he's also spread his wings a little bit to other stuff. I know he works in the community. He works with the content creators, like I alluded to. Um, But I have to give you one clip for saying that that's your favorite Let's content creator. Yeah, there you go. We hate you. Awesome. Um, <laughs> awesome. So anyway, yeah, so Steve does think the Warriors will make it in, but they'll be beat. I, I mean, I think it all, just like the Lakers, it all depends on Davis. The Warriors it all depends on Curry. If he's not 100%, then... It won't happen. Is I do Steph think actually the... out for a month? Is that what you said? I didn't hear that. Wasn't he? Didn't he like rip his bicep or something? Like he messed himself up. I mean, if he's out for a month, then they're not making the playoffs. Let me see. Steph Here Curry injury. Let's see how long he's out for. Um, so two days ago, he's nowhere near close to, to picking It'll up a basketball. It'll be a few weeks, he said. Yeah, um, so there you go. A few yeah, weeks. So yeah, they, they don't have much time to make uh so yeah could be anyway listen tandy i'm going to a menorah lighting uh event tonight so i gotta bounce um all right pleasure as always i hope we weren't too negative 
Um, we just try to keep it real. We don't hate on anything. We just try to tell it like we see it. We're, as always, rooting for the success of this platform and the product and the people within it. And we have a lot of respect for a lot of the people who work there. And, you know, we've got mad love for the community. And uh, we're always going to um, speak the truth to power. That's just what we do. Um, but as soon as good things are happening, you know, we're going to talk about good things. So give us some good yeah. shit to talk about. And we're going to talk a lot about it. It's really that simple. I love it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's why we put all this hard work into cursing our commenters out for an hour and a half every week because we want to curse out wonderful things too no doubt so we'll give a little we'll give a little community drop we love you guys thank you for being here and that'll be it so let's do that we love the community that's it and with and with that and for jay jay go ahead go light that menorah and uh we'll see you all sometime soon take care happy holidays merry christmas to all the christians out there um have a very safe healthy happy uh holiday and uh we'll see you guys soon yeah don't drive drunk take it easy everybody static selective